listen to what your work wants to look like because that's, you know, who you are. This is the Bold Artist Podcast, where we talk about being brave and finding creative freedom. You want to get those beautiful things inside of your head out onto canvas? We're going to talk to real life artists and learn the skills and the courage it takes to do just that. I'm your host, Mary Janelle, a multi-form artist and creativity mentor, joined often by my co-host, Sharla Marskalk, painter of colorful portraits and founder of Bold School, an online space to learn bold color painting. Welcome, and let's get started with today's episode. Welcome back. We are here with another episode of the Bold Artist Podcast, and this show is a part two with Corey Morgat, the guest in our last show. And I'm here with Sharla to introduce Corey again and share with you a few things that really stood out to us about the last episode and why we decided to have a part two. Good morning, Sharla. Good morning, Mary Janelle. <laughs> How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing great. Good. Excited to talk about color. Yes. And you know, <laughs> apparently you win the Good Hair Award on this podcast. Following <laughs> episode one, where you were the artist who was featured, I got texts saying, I love your co-host's hair. <laughs> and I well, realized I had a bad hair day that day. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I'll take it. I'll take whatever yeah, I can get for yeah, good hair day. <laughs> you you looked good. And in case any of our listeners or watchers on YouTube haven't seen episode one with Charla telling her story, definitely go back in our lineup and watch Charla in episode one and hear her story. And we are also in the pilot sharing our vision and dreams about this podcast. But here today in this episode, we're back with part two. Uh, featuring Corey Mortgat. And Charlotte, you did introduce Corey in the last episode, but can you give a quick intro again here? And then we just want to share a little bit about what really meant a lot to us in the last episode. Yeah, so Corey is a mentor with Bold School. That's how we refer to her, but she's an incredible bold artist. She paints amazing, expressive portraits. She is in our community a lot during the week, chatting with our artists, encouraging and giving feedback. She's just completely an honest and such a special character to have in there. Everybody loves her. And really, if you're already inside of Bold School, you know Corey way better than you know me. She's around a lot more than me. Um, and if you haven't listened to part one, definitely go back and listen because she's sharing some really great things in there about her life and about art in general. She's full of wisdom. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. And, you know, just because I have an inside peek into Bold School here working on this podcast and producing, I get to see how fast Corey responds to comments and how good she is at it. She's amazing with the students. Mm -hmm. And so anyone who's even considering joining Bold School, you're going to love the team and the mentors that Charlotte has on the inside. And Corey is one of them. And you will hear in the last episode that she is so full of emotion. It shows in her work. She's vulnerable, real, raw. She really just opens up in these two episodes. And when it came time to be editing and us being very conscious of how long episodes last, you know, we want to hit that 30 to 40 minute mark. We just felt we didn't want to edit out any of Corey's content. So we came back with a part two just to expand and, and let her share just in fullness with everyone here on the podcast. So I think you'll really enjoy just hearing a part two with Corey. In part one, 
One of the quotes that Corey said that really just kapow, it stood out to me, was this. It, she said, bold color isn't about using bold, bright colors, but using any color boldly. I love it. I'm, I'm actually just going to say it again here to let it all sink in. Bold color isn't using bold, bright colors. It's using any color boldly. And Charlotte, you are the genius behind bold school, bold color. Tell me how Corey's quote speaks to you, what it means to you. First, I just want to say, you know, the word genius actually can mean <laughs> your soul. It can refer to the genius inside you, which is your soul. So when you call me a genius, I will say that my soul is made of bold color. And that's why you're referring to me that way. I'm so glad you said that because I was afraid I was going to get in trouble for calling you genius because you're so modest and you don't you don't want to be called all these fancy words. So I was like, oh, she's going to say something about me calling her a genius. But I'm glad you accepted it because you are a genius and your soul is is made of bold bright colors with that being said how does your soul feel about that quote bold color isn't using bold bright colors but using any color boldly yeah i think that corey couldn't have said it better that's why she's like in there talking and sharing with everybody every day because she's amazing such great insight painting boldly you know it's about um it's it's really about creative freedom i think that's what she's kind of saying so many people look at my work and they mm -hmm. just see a bright bold color it's abstract you know it's unexpected it's not realism it's not realistic color so they see it and they see a bright red or a bright blue and they think that that's what they have to do just put those bright colors on the, the canvas but getting it to work is not quite that simple mm -hmm. um but i think that painting boldly is definitely more about there's more than just even color it's expression and it's the brushwork it's what you're putting on the canvas and it's being able to be confident about what you're doing and your message and um vulnerability right you talk about that being vulnerable is being bold because putting you're putting yourself out there and i think corey does that really well so one thing that she talks about even within our free community if you're in there she goes in and often talks to people about look at your work in a way that's not really thinking about the color you got to look about what you're attempting to express so you're looking at a portrait we're not just going to make an exact copy of that portrait and it always be a likeness we're thinking about the message that we want to portray so if you look at her work you'll see a lot of um sad expression like pain and despair in some of her work and she paints these uh crying eyes and red eyes mm -hmm. but what you don't know is that the reference photos she's using are not always faces that have that despair or that sadness in them she creates that and she puts mm. that in there and that's her bold expression mm. and then if you look at the color you're going to see some bold uses of color you're going to see some bright saturated tones but you're also going to see a lot of neutralized values neutralized tones and it all just works together magically to tell the story to create balance to create focus I think that's a lot of what she's referring to mm -hmm. and it's something that even artists within the school tend to forget because we get so wrapped up in our our skill and our color mixing which is awesome and so much fun and everything our art is everything <clears throat> once we have the skill figured out mm -hmm. um, if that makes sense mm -hmm. um yeah so i think that that's what corey really speaks about well and i'm just so 
it was just amazing listening to her in episode in the first part of her episode. Mm-hmm. I love it that you mentioned the word. Mm-hmm. It was a little further back. You mentioned the word freedom. And you've talked here about the skills and how sometimes we just get so focused on the skills. But you have said many times within Bold School that through learning the skills and through applying ourselves in that daily practice, in that hard work, the freedom comes after we learn all of these skills. And I think Mm -hmm. about that in relationship to Corey's quote, bold color isn't using bold, bright colors, but using any color boldly. I feel that that using colors boldly also comes after learning (laughs) about the skill and the qualities of color. And so uh, I have recently, we were actually putting together a blog post that features me And I was asked the question that the answer I gave was that I would say to beginners to balance practice and play because that practice and that learning part, you have to get that that skill and repetition and automate those skills within you. But then comes the freedom. And I think sometimes we just want the freedom. People look at your work and they see the freedom of color and the freedom of brushstrokes, but it Mm -hmm. came after so much practice and learning. And I feel that Corey is such a good example of that, that she's put in Mm -hmm. the hours to learn and, and shows us how she's taken all that she's learned and developed her own unique style that expresses so much freedom but it's that beautiful balance between learning the skill and then expressing with freedom. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, I totally agree. One thing about Corey that you'll see in the community as well, she posts her own work Mm -hmm. all the time whenever she has something new. And it almost feels like it's every day of the week. She's in her Mm -hmm. studio and painting and she's a mom of three kids. She's got teenagers. Mm -hmm. She's busy, but she is painting. She's putting in that time. She's practicing and working on her own growth and her own skills all the time. So it's very evident in knowing her and watching her journey. It's it's so important. And because of that, she's able to express and she's always reaching for more, going for something bigger and bolder, you could say. Yeah, so it's almost as if we could say skill building is the doorway to the freedom. The freedom that everyone wants, skill building is the door. And you've made a way for people to do that through Bold School. Corey's a mentor inside of Bold School, and we're so excited to have her here on a part two featuring Corey Morcat. So let's just take it right on over to the interview with Corey part two. Have you had a time where you had a really big hurdle, whether that means a creative block or um, a heart matter that, you know, maybe a lack of confidence. I don't know. Have you had something that was really holding you back that you pushed through, got through? Could you tell us how that happened? I mean, I guess, like I said earlier, how before I got into Charlotte's class, I was trying to create paintings to sell. Um, And I think anytime you start to take on a new medium, there's sort of that period of time where you're like, okay, I knew what I was doing when I was doing mixed media stuff. And I knew how to get to that point where I was creating stuff I liked that felt personal and meaningful. But then switching to this, you know, all painting and trying to sell some, you know, sell things, create stuff that people are going to want to buy. It's sort of like, 
you're floundering because you don't know what's my style, you know, what is my style? Mm -hmm. I can paint realistically, but I don't know what my style is. And so that's what I was searching for and trying to find. And, you know, just something clicked with Charlotte's techniques that that's what I had been searching for. Now I'm not, it might not be what everybody was searching for, but it was what I personally needed to find in order to really delve into it. Well, I do know that for me personally, um, Charla's, well, I had the privilege of taking her, her, I would say training workshops before there was a bold school. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I was in one of her very, very first, like actually in the city of Kelowna, yeah. we all gathered in an art studio and I learned from her and she did take the lid off, um, for me in the, in exactly what you said about the, the paying attention to the values and um, how to uh, abstract the bold color and use color. And um, I even still have the paintings that I painted with her that day. Actually, it was two occasions. So I have all the paintings. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even think I could paint portraits and wasn't even really interested in portraiture. And then but really wanted to learn from Sharla. So I feel yeah. very blessed that I started way back then with her. And now I've seen the journey of what Bold School has yeah, become. Yeah, I bet that's amazing to watch. Because it, it really is. Like even me, who's only been part of it for a year and a half or so, it's been amazing to watch. It's, yeah, it's been quite a transformation. And uh, coming back to what we, what you were speaking about is you said, maybe it's not what everyone needs to learn, but I feel like everyone could benefit from bold color oh, whether or yeah. not they're even wanting to pursue abstracted color or whether they're wanting to pursue portraiture i feel like there's just something there that they need to learn from oh, definitely. <laughs> and and i think the the same goes for the classes that you're offering in bold school as well it's so important to learn from different teachers um different ways but yet there's a common theme amongst what's yeah. happening in bold school. So but that I always feel if you're going to take a class, you know, online or otherwise, even if you can walk away with one new technique or one just, oh, you know, makes you think to be able to apply, it could take your art in a whole new direction that might not be that technique or that style, but mm -hmm. anything that kind of inspires you to move forward in your art and try something you haven't tried before is mm -hmm. going to be positive, you know, whether you take everything from that class or not. Mm -hmm. A one aha moment can change it all, right? Exactly, so, yeah. Yes. So you've spoken a few times during this interview about um, the, the stage that you were at where you were really needing to sell your work mm -hmm. and approaching the paintings, wondering like, what's my style and also will it sell at this stage where you're at now do you worry when you start a piece are you concerned about whether or not it will sell or do you paint to paint and then it might sell for the most part I just do it because because I love it and I think you know you can't really paint without you know I mean I think loving what you're doing is going to be more sellable than painting just to try to sell it because there's not emotion in there and there's not, you know, heart in the painting if it's just being painted, you know, to, to sell to someone. I so fully agree with you. And I've always felt that um, as artists, it's almost like our duty to paint for ourselves first, mm -hmm. um, being true to who we are yeah. and letting the world see that 
in that vulnerability that you and I've spoken about. And, and that I think is the heart, one of the hardest things for artists, especially ones who want to make a living off their art to do, because then there's that commercial side where we say, how do we sell it? And then perhaps we're not being true to who we are. Mm -hmm. And, and it is a spot that a lot of artists get stuck in. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for speaking into that and being real about where you are with it mm -hmm. right now. Um, Cause I, it's an important conversation. Um, we've spoken about mm -hmm. vulnerability and about, you spoke about seeing past even what the subject matter is and seeing shapes and values. Mm -hmm. And that is a technique, a really important way artists need to see when we're actually painting. But there's a conversation that Charlotte and I have had a few times and that I've had with many artists about the idea of just in life itself, seeing with the heart. And I think artists are really gifted to see with our hearts we are visionaries and we see life a little different because mm -hmm. we're always coming from the approach of creating and mm -hmm. how can i create from my experiences and and what will i create from my experiences and i wanted because you were so in touch with being vulnerable and and speaking emotion through your work i wanted to ask you about this idea of seeing with your heart and and if there's anything that comes to your mind on that subject of how you see life in general and how that just filters and translates through your work. Um, you know, I mean, I spoke a little bit earlier about taking these hard emotions and making them beautiful in a sense. Um, and while I wouldn't necessarily call myself an optimistic person, <laughs> I do I, I think being able to see the beauty in the world and whether it's in the way you decorate your house or the clothing that you wear or just in the way you view the outside world and as an artist i think everything you can view artistically you know i mean constantly you i could be in any situation and look over and think oh, that would make a gorgeous painting because of those colors, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's a nice way to live, I think. I, I I wouldn't say I have pity, but I feel sorry for people that can't live that way, that can't see just beauty and see the artistic, see the world artistically. I've, mm -hmm. I've always just like, that's my life. My entire life is, you know, kind of, I guess, affected by art and color and the visual world. And so I think that definitely helps, you know, mm -hmm. helps you make it through the day, helps you make it through hard times, because at least you've got that that can bring joy into your heart, you know, mm -hmm. uh, even in a hard time, it can still bring joy just seeing something visually beautiful. Yes, I agree. I feel that like when I even just drive down the road, <laughs> I see art everywhere. You know, I look over here, I'm like, that's a painting. I look over here, that's a sculpture. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, even my photographic mind, I'm taking pictures everywhere I go. Yeah. And it's like I, that, those senses for an artist are just always turned on. Yeah, I think and, so, yeah. And it is a beautiful way of seeing life with the heart. And even in the hardest times, 
-hmm. where we're going. You've spoken about the difficult times and that being translated into your art. And what's so beautiful about that is it's like the ashes to beauty story where, where it's such a difficult time, but something beautiful is going to come out of it. And artists are those, you know, privileged individuals that get to turn the ashes to beauty in yeah. whatever form or whatever mediums or subject matter that they choose. Yeah. And I, and I love that. And I love that about the work that you do. And um, yes. So uh, is there anything else, Corey, that is on your heart or mind that you'd want to share with those who are listening uh, to encourage them or give them some pointers? Um, you know, I, you, you mentioned earlier that I wrote a book several years ago, and I touch on this a little bit in my book, um, because through my art therapy background, I really learned a lot about finding your own personal symbols and finding, you know, things that have meaning to you individually and searching for those as an artist, um, and so it's something I always like to encourage people. I know that it is very hard to f figure out what, you know, is your style and what speaks to you and what you can uh, let flow freely onto your canvas. I know that's hard. I'm a very, very, uh, I'm a perfectionist. I'm a very anal, you know, kind of person. I like things to go right and do it detailed and, and so reaching a point where I could be loose and free with my artwork and kind of let my emotions and, and my inner life come out was a hard journey. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that people struggle with that. So I just always encourage people to figure out what you enjoy doing. What colors really speak to you? What colors are you drawn to every time you paint? What kind of brush marks are you drawn to? What kind of shapes show up? Um, something I talk about in my book is to take a lot of your pieces and lay them out together and see what themes you start to see. Are there certain colors that are in all of them? Or are there certain shapes or forms that are in all of your pieces? And if they are, explore that. Um, figure out what it means to you, what that shape or that um, you know color means to you. And play with that as you continue to work. And it's a way for you to start, you know, kind of reaching in and letting that out. Um, and I know that's so hard for so many people. So that's mm -hmm. what I would, you know, kind of offer as advice in that realm. I love that, Corey, because that is something that Charlotte and I have definitely wanted to touch on is um, the development of your personal style, because mm -hmm. a lot of times uh, someone can take a, a workshop and just begin to copy, which is great. They learn, you know, when they take your workshop in Bold School, they'll learn from you and copy, you know, what you right. are painting. But there comes a point that to really advance, to level up, that artist needs to find their own style mm -hmm. and to have their work set apart and unique to show mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. theirs. And that step of finding your own style is so difficult for artists, but you've spoken into some real practical how-tos, like mm -hmm. just taking your body of work or what you're working on and seeing the similarities, you know, what you said about shapes yeah. or colors. And 
Then there's a little something that I want to add in there from my own personal experience mm -hmm. is the fact that once you see the colors and shapes and like a little bit of continuity happening, you have to accept it. Yeah. And well, that and has been hard. It, you know? Exactly. Accept, embrace. Yes, that's a better word. But I, um, I have noticed that I add pink in like a, a painting doesn't feel completely finished unless I even just put like a little tiny pink somewhere you and I are soul sisters because I'm all, <laughs> all about pink I know, I but what's, what's funny is I don't generally wear pink although I did go through I did go through a little phase with that but you know I don't generally decorate with it or it's not like it, it's it's like where's the pink coming from and then and then it was hard for me to embrace that because you know I I thought I gravitated to more turquoise or, you know, something mm -hmm. different. And so to embrace just that and that, you know, my brush strokes have a certain way and yet maybe I've been fighting with them a little to, mm -hmm. I want them to be blockier or chunkier and yet they're mm -hmm. long and graceful. And, and so that whole embracing, like once you see the continuity of your style introducing itself to you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you kind of have to embrace and go okay i'm gonna run with it i'm going yeah, to it's that's your muse talking to you and you need to listen to that muse mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and i think that's why like i was saying earlier that sometimes if i try to borrow a palette from another artist and it just isn't feeling right i, I think that's where you just need to be able to listen to that and mm -hmm. i think that's where some people are like oh well i love so and so's artwork and i want to you know mimic that and i want my piece to look just like theirs but if it's not feeling right and if it's not natural for you to work that way you're never going to be satisfied with it and it's never going to feel right and you i guess that's such good advice of uh, on the terms of finding your own style and your own voice and i speak a lot about finding your own voice even now in the launching of the podcast um you know everything that we create you have to find the voice for it Mm -hmm. And, and that comes, whether it's a podcast or whether it's a um, paintings, you know, you're finding a voice and, and that it doesn't have to be a literal audible voice, but mm -hmm. even in painting, you're finding a way to speak and Corey Morgat, your work is speaking mm -hmm. and it's, it's speaking beautifully. It's evoking emotion and connection. And, and then we also get the the honor and privilege that you are speaking into the lives of students at Bold School, mentoring and offering classes mm -hmm. and courses. And we are so um, honored to have you as part of the community. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, I love it. This this job was a godsend and it's just so perfect for me. I Everything about it. Well, you're amazing at it. You're amazing yeah. at mentoring the students. And and do you have a little something you want to say just to the students that you've had here on Bolt School? Um, I mean, you guys hear from me a lot, <laughs> obviously. And uh, I think just listen to yourself. And like we were just speaking about, listen to what your heart is telling you to do. It doesn't matter if your work looks like somebody else's. It doesn't matter if it looks like mine or like Sharla's. Listen to what your work wants to look like because that's, you know, who you are. And you can take these, you know, more practical techniques like value and color and use that, but allow your voice to come out when you work. That's beautiful. Thank you. 
Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being on the Bold Artist Podcast. We are so happy to have you here. Awesome. Thanks so much. Allow your voice to come out when you work. I love that quote by our guest artist, Corey Mortgat. This has been a part one and part two featuring Corey. If you missed part one, do hop back in our episodes and listen to all of Corey's story where she shares about the deep emotion behind her portrait work. You can also take classes by Corey by going to boldschool.com and checking out her expressive portrait series. You will find great value there, learning to paint with Corey and also Sharla and other instructors at Bold School. Thank you for joining us, whether it's on the Bold School YouTube channel or listening on an audio app. We're on Apple, Google, and Spotify, and you can find us there by searching the Bold Artist Podcast. You just search Bold Artist Podcast and hit follow on the audio app and a new episode is available every Friday morning. And also, don't forget, we're on Instagram at Bold Artist Podcast. You can leave us a message and check out the art that we post of all the artists and updates there on Instagram. Until next time, keep creating.